This is Katana. She's got my back. I would advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. <laughs> Two full podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're here, kids. You saw yeah. the title. You heard the intro. You know what's up. It's a good intro. You now know I know up. what who Katana is and what she does. We all know who Katana is. I like that she speaks Japanese to people, even though no one speaks Japanese in the entire team. Exactly. So we know who Katana is, and you probably saw the title. But um, yeah, welcome to Twofold Podcast. Uh, uh, you know what we didn't do for a long Spoilerific, time? Spoilerific. Spoiler. Spoiler. Sorry, Tim. Uh, listen, Tim, you know this already, but the audience doesn't know. No. I just, I did not eat a lot this entire day. Then I made myself like a huge bowl of bibimbap, <laughs> which is this Korean <laughs> staple food, I guess. And I've eaten the so much. It's like this huge. It looks. Yeah, it was like it was like a kilo of food. And <laughs> no, that's am, too much. <laughs> a kilo is too much. You gotta get. It some, was delicious. You gotta get some bubbly drink to to you know. I have a bubbly drink right here. Good. It's with me. Good bubbly. To you know help. So with I'm a, out of it. I'm out of it. Tim, you help. You do it. Do the thing. Be the podcast man. I'll be the podcast man. man. The podcast. Well, here's here's what we didn't do for a very long time. Explain what this podcast is. So this podcast, if you're new. For some reason, um, hi, welcome, yeah, welcome to Two Full Podcast. I'm Tim, and that's right, that's Tim. He's the, he's Tim, and he's Tim. Two, and who are you, other man? I'm I'm Phil. That's my name. Yep, we're related. We're cousins. We're cousins. We used to have one more member, but he's gone now. He's he he left. He's the a, ship. he's 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 yeah. He left the ship. He, he left the ship. ship. We have a producer, Johnny. He's he's on the mix. Johnny. He is. He's he, always here, always ready. Always working, always working in behind the scenes. <laughs> so that's great. And Twofold Podcast is a podcast where me and Phil compare a new movie <laughs> that came right, out me. with an old movie, you know, just to learn about movie making, about our tastes, just, you know, talk about movies. And, yeah, talk about, and then we go off topic a lot, which is also great. So I think just, you, you know. Man, I'm tired. And then God, Phil Tim. eats a lot of Korean food, and <laughs> we don't get on topic. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. What do we? Let's so we. What do we watch? What do we watch? Look, I'm, I'm going to help you out, Phil. I'm just going to ask you. You know very, what we watched? I'm going to ask you simple questions today. So ask me simple questions. What two movies that we watch for this episode, Phil? We watched Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayer, 2016. Then we watched The Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn, 2021. Yes, that is true. And I usually bother you with trying to squeeze the synopsis out of you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go easy on you. Please have mercy. I will, I will have mercy I, since the Korean food is still like jumping yeah. inside you. So, I, 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 Dude, my stomach feels like a brick. I'll transition from, 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 from easy to hard questions. A giant, a giant cylindrical brick. <laughs> just just of, lodging on my rice on my, on my pelvis inside you yeah. <clears throat> oh so so okay. Yeah, okay so we got the we got suicide squad and the suicide squad so suicide it's it's not a suicide squad it's the suicide squad <laughs> no mickey mouse business here <laughs> no mickey mouse stuff <laughs> nothing uh-huh uh so so suicide squad is a movie based in the 
DC Cinematic Universe. Oh yeah, the DC the, the that DC Cinematic Universe. DCEU yep, as they call it. DCEU the, the, as they the call Detective it. Not, not Comics European, European Union. Union. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not to be confused with that. That's that's a different thing. So uh Superman dies killed by Batman. So the killed government Killed by Batman. Uh, killed by Batman. Uh, sure, let's go with that. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Batman kills Superman. Um and then a government lady says, you know, like, who will protect us when Superman is dead? And another Superman comes and he is evil. So she takes a group of Who's, who's this other Superman, villains. Tim? What are you talking about? No, the lady said, like, if another oh, Superman what if, comes what and if? he's evil, yeah, yeah, yeah. what, do we what do? are we going to do? So we need to we That's need Amanda a Waller. Own. Uh. Yep. So she's like, I will make a team of, you know, criminals and villains with special abilities yeah from prison uh, she's a government from prison agent. yeah never mind. yeah yeah so special abilities as well will include joker's girlfriend in there for some reason <laughs> um and and they will be our squad squad x i think they call them or something like that team x and we'll put chips inside their throats that if they disobey they'll <laughs> explode and they'll do our dirty biddings, you know, government stuff, whatever we need to do. So as soon as she makes this super squad yeah. of criminals, um, one of her super squad members, uh, a lady called Entrantress, <laughs> goes hey, haywire. She resurrects her old <laughs> ancient brother and they start wreaking havoc on, is, it, is, is this in... Is this in Gotham or is this in Metropolis? Do you know? That beats me. I think I think in the Big movie city. they said I'm going to go back to Gotham after the film ended. So I mean after the okay, so they're not in Gotham. So yeah. Big city, light beam yes! in the sky. Light beam in the sky. The Entrantes and her brother are like doing evil things. So and the uh, government lady is tra- trapped right. inside the city. So immediately she uses this newly formed. X squad that made no sense her. at all. They managed to rescue her, but then immediately she gets catch, ca- captured again by the evil Enchantress lady, and they can't blow it up because she's like held in this uh, this hall. So the the the, the chemical X um, team they have to go and defeat the evil, and you know whatever with the say, power the of friendship lady again, with the power of friendship, and and they do such thing. They do. And they defeat, defeat, especially Joko's girlfriend with a bat. She yeah. defeats. Yeah. They all have this, there's demon. a, for context, there's a, there's a dude who actually like can generate fire from his hands and just create like giant flamethrowers. Then there's a guy who, uh, can oh, we'll shoot get to that. Really, we'll, we'll get okay, to, okay. We'll, we'll get to comparing. Of well, our, I just, of I just wanted heroes. to say then there's Harley Quinn. Yeah, that's Harley Quinn. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to compare our our magical squad. So, and then and then a sequel slash reboot slash let's not amazing. let's ignore the first movie, but incredible we have to connect to it. Incredible, the Suicide Squad, <laughs> um, directed by James Gunn. Years after, I guess the Suicide Squad is a successful venture in the government business. Even Superman's back. But um, it's still profitable to use these uh, deadbeats, and uh, well, the, lady... the prisons are never going to be empty. Yeah, empty yeah. of those. So it's still going on. We uh, one of uh, the, the the lady 
from the old movies back, the government lady, Amanda. as well as the squad leader, Rick Flag. He he's back. He's he has no abilities. He's just from the government. He's, he's leading. He's, yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, that's it, I think. And then Harley Quinn's back. The Joker's girlfriend's back. She's she's in the Suicide Squad again. And then a bunch of new heroes, and they go on another venture in an island somewhere of South America to capture and find a secret government project and destroy it. Um, That's a pretty simple plot. It's great. Pretty simple plot. That's their same thing again. If they don't do the bidding, their heads are blown up. If they do the bidding, they get like 10 years off their prison sentence. Which isn't much considering many of them have like 4,000 lifetime sentences. Exactly. And um, through the power of friendship, they manage to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Wow. They, 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 they defeat, defeat the evil and, and they become friends. Good friends. Good, fr- good friends. Good for them. So this are the two suicide squads that we watched. <laughs> Suic- the suicide squad yeah. now, now in theaters and, 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 and like uh, streaming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah. Right, Tim, right. Tim, so, uh, I find it yeah. I find it interesting that we, you know, like the first Suicide Squad was such a big topic. Do you remember that in 2016? I feel like we even talked about this on your old podcast. It seems like it, you know. I mean, I've never fully seen it until now. You uh, never what? No. I have specifically remember with talking to you guys that there's a scene in the first Suicide Squad movie that is the only scene that like makes sense and that has some kind of idea behind it and execution. Oh. The Look, one I've, in the bar. Yeah, yeah. They just <laughs> talk about stuff. That's about it. I think you're right now that you mention it. I know that Frank's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, you guys. And I'm like, yeah, I know, <laughs> Frank. I know. Yeah. I mean, it was interesting. I don't think I ever thought in my life that I'll ever watch this movie again. It's just like that probably never... <laughs> occurred in my mind that there'll be any any scenario where i'll be watching this and then i did it was easier to watch for the second time i was really worried really but i think knowing uh, but have knowing you seen the, the extended plot, one no i don't know <laughs> is it extended one there's did an you extended, watch the extended one yes i watched because i haven't seen that one no i didn't i didn't know so tim, okay, tim the extended one has like some uh, some extra joker scenes What's an extra Joker scene? Where he and Harley, who isn't Harley yet, she's still the uh, psychiatrist, mm-hmm. and he takes her for a ride. Vroom, vroom. And then she's yeah. like, do you love me? And then she's like, what if I just shot you? You know, like she's trying to get him to admit that he loves her. And then he stops oh. the car, and he's like, no, I'm an idea, and I'm going to. Oh, wait. Okay. All right. Okay. I think I saw the extended version as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then so yeah, yeah go on. Okay. That that uh, that was yeah. I was thinking like I don't remember much of this Harley Joker stuff being here. Like all the flashbacks and stuff like that. I didn't. I didn't know. I guess. Yep. Yeah, okay. That makes sense now. Yes. That is the extended one with lots of extended juicy scenes that go nowhere. Really. Mm, that go nowhere. Just just add. All right, so here's here's my plan how to tackle this business. Okay, Amanda Waller, tell us your plan. My plan is we put little pills inside. <laughs> we uh, we talk about a little bit about Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, just that's a bit. The podcast. Just a bit. Yeah. Because because here's the thing. Like 
you know, what we're trying to do here is compare movies, and we're trying to have the conversation where we compare things instead of going one by one. Yeah, I don't want to do that either. But I feel like Suicide Squad, like, this is a good, like, this is a perfect scenario where we can do that. We don't have to go one by one. But Mm. I feel like I was thinking, okay, let's compare Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad. What's a better Suicide Squad movie? But I feel like the first movie... It's like it's like its own worst enemy. It's not that it's like a bad Suicide Squad movie. It's also a bad movie. Like there's, it's not there's a, like it's not very fun to watch. No, there's nothing that happens. There's, like that, there's when I say of, that, Tim, just a second. I just want to. Yeah. I I notice I say that a lot, and then every time I say it, not a lot happens. That's always a layered statement for me, and I never explain it. Because I don't like it when I say not a lot happens. It's not true technically, but <laughs> there's something about saying not a lot happens. And in this case, if you peel off that layer, that layer, you get yeah. you get me saying that none of the sequences of events connect in a way that makes you emotionally follow the journey <laughs> of anybody. And even though there are those in the surface level they're so cliched and unengaging that you just don't follow it anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? I know. I, yeah, I mean, I would completely agree. This movie is like... Will you know, Smith, his daughter. <laughs> but even just like, even if you try to think back to it, it's like, it's walking down the street, the movie. That's all they do. They, they, just, they do. They only walk down streets at night. And they talk. And then, then, then something happens and then they walk down another street. It's it's so funny. It's like it's like a B like, you know, a B movie where they all could afford is like no permit and they're just like, Okay, in the middle of the night, walk down the street and, and hear some exposition. And then, yeah. and then the next night, maybe we'll get lucky. We'll talk we'll walk down another street in LA and shoot another scene. So but no, I completely agree with what you're saying, especially with like, you know, like cliches and like there's so many layers of what's wrong with this movie. And and you know what I was saying at the beginning that it was easier to watch the second time? Yeah, because why? I would just, because watching it for the first time, I was so baffled by where the plot was going and what was happening. <laughs> you're just frustrated. You don't know where it's going. And it's yeah. just... Now I knew where it was going and I knew it was shit. So it was okay for me just to watch it and analyze it like scene by scene and look at it from like a filmmaker's view without being frustrated to knowing that none of this makes sense. So I think it was a little bit easier to watch it, even though it's a terrible movie. But like you said, there's like, there's cliches of like movie cliches, like, you know, just, you know, the the classic rule, uh, you know. Show don't tell. This this movie does not follow that. Everything's a tell. <laughs> oh, they they they're telling. They're telling a lot of stuff. Everything is in exposition. Everything is told. We're the bad it has, guys. It's what we do. It's 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 got issues with like writing. It's got issues with editing. It's got issues with plot. Oh man, you know what? Usually I don't notice editing issues because sometimes you know you're just looking at the story, right? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not a, I'm not so engaged in editing to realize certain things. But with this movie, you know, you done goofed if I noticed something wrong with the <laughs> editing. Because like some, once someone's there and then someone's not, and then they show up from another area that has nothing to do with where they were before. And this happened in this movie. I think, yeah, it was, yeah it's just like you lose like geography, you lose like timeline. You just, it's. There's bits missing that they just like, you know, you would probably, you know, have an insert or, or some, something just like that. It's like stuff is, 
And then, like, there's also cliches, like, contemporary cliches. Like, you could see stuff like, <laughs> well, there's obviously well, there's issues 500 with songs. Hoarding. Yeah, and it, which is, like, you know, ironically, Guardians of the Galaxy came out, and it's obviously trying to do this cliche of the time. <sighs> like, it's really doing this, like, oh, look, they did, you know, Marvel did this fun uh, you know, anti-hero, colorful, lots of songs. The studio saying, "Yes, we have to do that too," but you know, crank it up a notch. So instead of twelve songs, twenty-four songs. <laughs> instead of you know, instead of twelve colors, twenty-four colors. Every, everything, but you know, rude jokes, make them ruder. You know, yeah, but keep it PG thirteen. <laughs> but keep it PG thirteen. We we have we have bills to pay, guys. Yeah, it, it was yeah. like it's it's. I feel bad, so bad for the people behind this movie making it because you can clearly see it's like a it's probably as a nightmare just to deal with all these like yeah. things they would have to I juggle felt, i felt like david ayer the director i've heard this like for years that he mm-hmm. he didn't make his own like he didn't get final cut for this movie he they apparently the studio just ruined it for him they didn't let him do what he wanted it feels like it feels like you know we have to have this we have to have that you oh, know yeah, like the, the stories of like them photoshopping the shorts to make short shorter for you know Harley Quinn so her ass is sticking out oh, what yeah yeah they did that so yeah like in the in the movie like you can look at the photos and it was in the first trailer like in the movie she actually has like um like what is it called like booty shorts or whatever it's like covers your entire butt but for the movie, they like CG'd them to That's be disgusting. shorter, so like half of her ass is sticking out. It's like it's just, it's just, a, it's just like a. And then there's like the whole like shoehorning in the DCU because they were like really starting up. Like Batman, they really wanted for the M- he's in the MCU. film. <laughs> Batman, Flash. Well, Superman's not in, but he's. Oh yeah, the Flash but. is in there too. I remember that. Those were interesting times. I remember. So, so it was a really hard time for like whoever was making this. Everything movie. looked like, like <laughs> everything looked like it was shot with like a tinted filter of like grainy yeah. Vaseline. <laughs> what did you think? Did you nothing of that movie know, was, was just like <laughs> have you like uh, I've seen I've had my fair share of seeing films uh that, that are quote unquote A films, you know, they're not B movies. Yes. But they're they come out in cinemas and they're gone and then they go to the $5 DVD bin, you know, at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And this is definitely uh, one of those movies because it looks exactly like it. What does every movie look like that? And I'm going to give you an example like Electra. Whoa. Electra. Have you seen Electra? <laughs> that sounded like Electra. Electricity was good. <laughs> and I gotta, I'm going to save that. Sorry, I just had too much food. Um, there's Electra. There's like Daredevil. I think so. I think Daredevil counts. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Then yeah, there's yeah. Um, there was The Legend of Chun-Li. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It's, no, I've never seen if that. You, if you want the genericest of generic films, you're going to watch that one. It came out in 2010, I think, or 2007. Oh, oh. It's so it's okay. it's like the perfect boilerplate. You know what I mean? It's the perfect Oh, just everything. Yeah. <laughs> just put the template on the on the on the page. It's what just, every studio know. wishes a movie would be because they think it's gonna be successful, you know. Yeah. Done deal. And it's gonna work. And then, and then the, there's also Tekken, the movie. They made a Tekken movie. And Jake they and made I a Tekken movie. Yeah, yeah. Jake and I and our Wait, friend. Like Aaron, an A production? Yeah. Like, I mean, like when you when we say A, it comes out. It's there for in February, you know, and it's gone, but it's so forgettable. We watched it. We laughed at it, but it wasn't like 
you know, it's not like those charming movies that are made for like low budgets in the 80s, you know what I mean? That you can laugh at. Yeah, because you, know, you like can laugh at Samurai it because, Cop you know, or something, you know. It's, yeah, it's incompetent. It's just in between. It's, it's fun just in the middle. It's just like Suicide Squad. So, so before we start comparing, let, let me say, I don't know hunka, hunka. If, I, if, I, if I have any positive to say things. I think the design of El Diablo, like when he's like dude and then when he goes into his like Diablo mode, I think that was pretty oh, good. Oh no, he turns, into, he turns into a giant flaming monster guy to fight the other flaming monster guy. Yeah. I yeah. hate these yeah. things. It's, it, that was okay. I mean, you know, he was like, look at my full force. I mean, if I have to pick any positives. And then there's also that, that um, you know, that, that bar scene. And then when, when, when Rick Flagg comes in, he's like, okay, you know, I'm smashing my phone, y'all free. And then boom, Boomerang runs away. Like that was, that was like, okay. That, that was Captain Boomerang. <laughs> Camp to boomerang, and then rest was is garbage. Like let's like let's talk about let's That's talk it, about huh? the romance between Rick Flag and, and the, is there a romance, Tim? There, I just saw shots of them saying "I love you." That's the it. the lady said that they love each other. Yes, see what I mean? Yeah, that was perfect. It was like here's you should be aware that there's romance here. Does it play into the movie? Not much. Not much. Does it, not at all. Does it add anything? Not really. Did I feel like anything? Yes. I felt embarrassment. I mean, like the final scene, the showdown, it's not even between Rick Flag and, you know, the Enchantress. Like it's no. completely irrelevant. Harley Quinn rocks up and then she's like, You messed with my friends. And she punches the, the, the Enchantress. Yeah. The all powerful so, Enchantress with the with the lightning beam in the sky. Absolutely pointless. There's the scheme of Joker freeing um, freeing Harley Quinn. It, he fails, and it makes n- no no sense, and it, it doesn't affect the plot whatsoever. It just happens. A lot of things happen in this movie, and yet nothing happens in the end. What have we gained after we've seen it? Yeah, Tim. This what was have we also gained? at a point at where <laughs> the agent was really trying to make Cara Delevingne's film um uh, what? what's it called like you know Cara Delevingne the actress who plays Enchantress yeah she's like a model right yeah and I think at that point they're really trying hard to make like a movie carry out of her that went well. <laughs> she, she sucks in this movie I'm sorry her dancing and wiggling the dancing and, like, and wiggling I love it Galadriel like lines <laughs> you don't stupid. have the balls you don't have the balls <laughs> I just I was interested because I don't know her name, but I've I've seen her in that in oh. this, and then I've I've seen her in the trailers of. I, is it still the most expensive <laughs> in the movies, independent the movie ever? For the movies. Well, no, no, you know it's trailer like for the. Oh, what's his name? The guy who made Leon the Professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Fifth Element. What was it called? Uh, something City. A of... thousand planets or something. Val Valerie Valkyrie Val. Yeah, Valerian. Yeah. Valerian. Valerian. Yeah, so it's like that you know that that's like the most the biggest budget of an independent movie ever. Yeah. I mean like the the comic is legendary. Like I remember right. um like my brother reading it like in, in the 70s back. It was like it's amazing. He was looking it up. And it's like in, it's a French science fiction comic and it's like really you know 
like classic thing. But the problem is like we, me and my wife started watching that movie. And the <laughs> chemistry is so off between Cara Delevingne and whatever the male counterpart, uh, like the two main stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, was so Harry off Osborne and from awkward. The, uh, Harry from Osborne, exactly. It was so off. We turned it off after 10 oh, minutes. It was that we awkward. Couldn't handle it. Wow. Like I could not even go through the movie. It was just, it well, was strange. There was supposed to be like these... I don't know, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. It's just, it's just weird. Does that doesn't that ki- doesn't that kind of make you wonder about when you give a director di- like I'm assuming uh, what's his name? What's who's the director's Luc name? Besson. Luc Besson. Lu- Luc, Luc Besson. Luc Besson. That's right. Very disgusting. Um, and true. I I um like what does it mean to give someone? I'm assuming that Luc Besson had uh, like autonomy about what a movie he wanted to make because it's an independent yeah. film. And I don't believe that all the investors had much... I don't know if they had an, a say. I don't know how this stuff No, works. I think it's pretty much his like vision, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, like he's not Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam is an independent filmmaker, yet... Like, <laughs> he, he gets, gets the, <laughs> Yeah, the saddest... Destroyed by his financiers. Such a, such a sad Gilliam. story. <laughs> that's Terry... That's just Terry Gilliam, man. <laughs> that's just an exception. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, Luke Besson probably had like, you know, go look, make your movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's something... Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, I always feel like people always talk about how let the filmmaker do what they want. Um, but then there comes a point where if you're making a movie like Valerian and you're doing what you want, mm-hmm. it doesn't turn out great sometimes, you know? I think, I, I, you know, like I am for, I am for that you should be able so, to do it, you know? Me too. Do you think I'm not, Tim? No, I'm, I know, I know. I mean, some people I, are like, you know. I want it my way, Tim. My way. I mean, like, it really depends, like, from the director, director, some That's directors what I to say. are, are auteurs and, if they, you know, like someone like, uh, I couldn't remember his last name. I couldn't remember his name last time. And I can't remember his name now. I feel so ashamed. The guy who did all those movies, including Grand Hotel Budapest. What is his name? Baz, no, 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 no. Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson. You know, that guy makes the, makes the movie he wants to make. So does the Coen brothers. Nobody says anything to Coen Oh, did brothers. you hear they the Coen make- brothers stopped? They, they said that they're not going to make movies together anymore. Oh, like good for them. I know one of them is making a movie by himself, a Shakespeare thing. Oh, cool. Um, but either way, like you know, there's auteurs who can who can do that. Then there's people who are collaborators. Uh, you know, who a director whose best work is when they just kind of like you know, they're in between. They're you know, they're the glue between all these people who you know, writers and everyone. They just kind of have make it happen you know they bring out the best of 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 their crew i don't know you know like it's i think you're right it depends on the director i think it depends on the individual that's why i don't like it when people boil down sentences i don't like it when i say that because i know that i boiled down sentences a lot throughout Mm -hmm. the history of us talking about podcasts but i don't mean it that way what am I doing here, Tim? Never mind. Save me from this. What, what is happening? I don't know where you're going with this. I what, don't know. What do you I, want to boil down? Nothing. I just said what's, like what's boiling. You know, when you look at <laughs> it's embarrassing. But you look at <laughs> you look boiling? at you look at you look at YouTube comments, and there's just say, see, this is why 
movie makers yes, just have to make the movie they want to make, and it's like used simple. Or it's, it's the other simple. way around. It's like if you know, if if somebody yeah, if told only the George Lucas, oh, there you go, and yeah. the Phantom Menace to to you know knock it off, he probably a better movie. Sure, probably, but the the you know like it's it yeah it's movies are an art form as well as a business, and I say you know. Pfft, you know, it's really up to the director and who's financing to agree on the terms of how much is it a business and how much of it is an art. You know, if if the director wants to do their vision and and not no one middle with it, they can do it. If it sucks, it sucks. You know, they get to they get to do it. That's right. I don't want to talk too much about this, but like, I think we both know like one of the most. Uh, famous film, like uh, film studio uh, presidents. Uh, mm-hmm. His name is, was Alan Ladd Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, he was president of 20th Century Fox. And without him, they wouldn't have had Alien. They wouldn't have had Star Wars. They wouldn't have had... He were, He actually helped make Blade Runner. So Nice. Yeah, he's he's someone who feels like he knew what was going on with the... Like who understood the movie when, when he was... Uh, mm-hmm. the, the, doing the yeah. green light or not, and all the other like I just know Star Wars. Hmm. Fam- famously, I know Star Wars. That everyone was that the guy who's still in charge when they made Die Hard. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't be surprised. It might be even that, but like he's one of those guys who like famously. This is I only know because of Star Wars because I have that book and I read it. Um. He was the only one who really had to go into every board meeting for 20th Century Fox, and then someone would bring up okay. Star Wars, and they would be like, this Star Wars garbage, why are we still funding it? And he would have <laughs> oh. to always be like, uh, no, no, and he always had to fight for it in some way or another, like convince people, let's get, let's let it keep going, let it keep going, because the funny thing is that Alan Ladd Jr. said he didn't understand the movie. But he believed in right. George Lucas. He believed in his skills. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those kinds of people are so rare. I mean... What do you, what do you think? Because I feel like if you believe in the person and what they can do and let them do what they are doing, not necessarily the project, but letting them try something, you know, and take a risk, don't you think that that... In, in David Ayer's case, who wasn't able to make Suicide Squad the way he wanted to, because we yeah. needed more songs and we needed it to be edited by a trailer house, I think. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's, oh man, yeah, I remember that. That explains a lot. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Like, so many cuts. It's just, it's just ridiculous. But no, I, you know, for me, it's a little bit hard to say that because I don't inspire, you know, aspire or see myself being the other side of that chair being the one whose decision the finance decision it Mm -hmm. it, it is about and it's you know whether going safe and managing or saying okay i trust this person and i will let them make the mistake you know a hundred million dollar mistake and just see but it it didn't turn into a mistake you know i mean in star wars i know but at that point when you're making it you have no idea no anyone who's saying it you either believe it like you we saw it and your personal taste tells you this is going to be great or you think whatever experiences you had that you you have a hunch that's saying okay i've seen this before this is probably going to be a good thing or you just like the person or like you said you trust george lucas with his you think it's a creative person but in the end it's still, it's your decision, so it's your business risk, you know? Yeah. 
you're the one responsible for the company instead of like a director who's responsibility for their basically just their career you know that's if if they make a bad movie and doesn't make a lot of money their career is over but you know that doesn't mean the company's going to go down the person you know saying the money so i don't i don't know what i would do in that situation i would like to think i would be the person who says you know what i'll, I'll let you make that mistake you know i'll let, i'll, Tim, I'll, I'll that, trust you now that you brought that scenario up think of that that tim tim Myerski comes in he's one of the the top executives at uh, at uh, warner brothers specifically yeah. running you know like working together to run the dceu yeah. <laughs> and suicide squad is on the menu every every day you go into the office there's all these people in suits some of them don't even know about uh about what movie is being made you know like yeah, yeah. what the comic is or anything not that they have to know but like you know it's just that's how it is and then you're coming in every day and they're gonna <laughs> and they're asking about this film yeah we know batman superman what is the suicide squad junk yeah what are they like what's david area doing on the set tim what's he doing so, so I'll go like, listen, guys, listen to me. Did you guys watch the animated series Batman we did 20 years ago? There's this <laughs> character, Harley Quinn. Everyone loves it. Kevin Smith even named his own daughter Harley Quinn. <laughs> people are going to love it. It doesn't matter. We'll, we'll get the, the, you know, the trailer people to edit it. We'll do whatever. We'll add CGI. We'll make Cara Delevingne's Tim, eyes shine. you're betraying David Ayer. Why are you doing doesn't this? doesn't matter. People will love Harley Quinn. And they loved Harley Quinn. Do you remember like... They did. Like, I mean, she does a great... like the, the, the We'll get back to co- comparing characters. Like, But how know, could you betray here. David Ayer? You met him a how few times. I? You know, you, I, uh, you, you're you the one who kind of like greenlit yeah. that he, he'd write and direct the film. How are you going to go back to poor David and tell him, listen... Yeah, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to send him memos. I'm not going to talk <laughs> to David Aaron anymore. He's, yeah, I was like, I've lost all trust in David Aaron. He's like... Tim, I saw no. the dailies. There's a bunch of people that their heads look like like inside of a crock. I don't know what, what's going on there. <laughs> oh, man. And then they're just walking down the city. and I'm lost. I lost all faith in David. They can't, they can't be walking down the street anymore. Every day there's always footage and it's always people at night walking around with weird yeah, yeah. costumes, right? I keep t- talking to David and saying... Production value. You got to bring production value. It can't be just a prison and down the street. You got to bring in something. <laughs> they have killer crops. Something visual. All right. Let's. So. So then. Then. Um, then. Uh, talking about, about the Joker. Gardens. I. Who cares about the Joker? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Honestly, who cares? It. It brings nothing to the. That Joker is completely irrelevant to DCU. He just exists there. So who cares? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know. Do you want to say something about the Joker? No. You see? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Who cares? Point taken. I retract. Like, there's, there's, my, I don't know. You know how I do on these podcasts. I always try to cover all the bases for some reason. I know. I know. I try to, I try to you know, stir it. But it's okay. If you have something uh, to say, you say it, man. I just can't believe you're betraying David and not letting him make his movie. I know. I know. I need to speak to David. We, we haven't talked since 2016. I need to. I need to give, call him. Send him a basket of flowers and fruits. Didn't? Isn't he the apologize. one? Who, wait, wait, wait. Frank's going to kill me because I don't know. Is he didn't direct Terminator? <laughs> he didn't direct Terminator Dark Fate, did he? What's his name again? <laughs> David Iyer. David. I should. Just no, no, no. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. What did he do? What? What is? How did he get to? How did he get to Suicide Squad? He was like a indie star, or what? What happened? Well, he's six foot two. That's all I know on IMDb right now. 
Uh, great, great uh, insight there, Phil. His his dating six app says two. that he's six two, so he's going to get all the ladies there. So let's Let see. see his. Credits. I'm looking. IMDb changed things, and I can't see filmography. <laughs> I can't yeah. find it either. I'm scrolling through the page. How do I look at all his movies? Oh, there we go. All right, so all filmography. There it is. Small picture. Oh, come on. Okay, so he directed. Uh, uh, he started with a movie called Harsh Times. Looks like Christian Bale's in it. Then a movie called Ooh, Street Kings. So. Street Kings. Okay, okay. Then, oh, yeah, he, he made the movie with uh, Brad Pitt in the tank. I don't know. If, what is it? Fury. Oh, okay. I see. That, that, was, that was pretty good. I enjoyed oh, and then, that. and then after Suicide Squad, nothing... Uh, Nothing much better happened. <gasps> he did Bright. That's what I was going to say. Kevin's, oh, Kevin Smith, damn it. Will Smith was in Bright. So I guess he's Will Smith, buddy. He's Will Smith's friend. They became friends. He's friend of Will Smith. Um, Are you the friend of the Smith? I, I'm not a friend. He also wrote, which a movie I really want to see. Um, Who, Will Smith? I think it's called, oh, he wrote SWAT. Do you remember SWAT from 2003? <laughs> no. It's got uh, Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Colin Firth and L. Cool J and Jeremy Renner. <laughs> it's like a it's like a SWAT team. And they got a mission. <laughs> we should watch. That no movie. way. I seen that like when it came out. Um, uh, All right. Anyway, a, go on. He did End of Written by End of Watch, and I heard good things about End of Watch. It's with um, he wrote Jake Fast and the Furious. Wow. I, I guess he did. Anyway. Wow. Uh, Okay. Here's anyway. here's 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 what I want to talk about. Yeah, we so, we we, so, spent, we spent like 38 minutes and we didn't even talk about the <sighs> the yeah, Suicide okay. Squad. So so uh, James Gunn gets fired because of some bad humor tweets. A long long ten time years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. The Disney CEO sees it. He gets him fired. Kevin yep. Feige is probably freaking out because Guardians of the Galaxy three hasn't been made. DCU jumps on the fall. DCU. <laughs> Superman jumps on the phone and, and Superman's like, listen, James Gunn, <laughs> I watched Suicide Squad. I didn't <laughs> like it. Can you make another one? And James Gunn's, well, I'm fired. So yeah, let's, let's do yeah. Suicide Squad. I like the comic. I'll do it. I thought it was a little so, bit too similar to Guardians on paper. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just a bunch of, you know misfits yeah. you know they have to they have to save the world blah 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 that was my first inclination but at the same time here's my question i rem i don't know how you stand on that with disney and firing james gunn but i think it was on it was absolutely bad like just bad form yeah i think it's just it should have been like an investigate like something like that was such a like a really quick reaction just like what was the next day yeah like, it's you, like, like you know because because twitter started getting riled up and then we have to listen i mean like to that, it's huh? it, you know whatever this stuff happens you know we all have our have our history here and you know people change and also you should investigate that you know if it's some kind of actual allegation of you know something or it's just something trivial that some people are freaking out about i don't think you yeah. should jump into conclusions no of course not someone. and you know what's funny about this the whole thing with james gunn not the thing with james gunn but just the idea of the idea of james gunn is that you know, I didn't know much about him until I listened to his commentaries on Guardians mm-hmm. 1 and 2. And honestly, like I just liked him so much after that cuz he was so he was so sincere throughout the entire commentary. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to his commentary on Guardians? I have not listened to a commentary in like years. <laughs> I love listening to commentaries, but like he was just so sincere and like really took the material seriously and he poured a lot of like, you know, his his feelings and his background into it that 
I I don't know. Like I just I just felt like this is a genuinely nice person, and I didn't meet him. I don't I don't know who he is, but like the way he speaks, um, yeah. if I just took it at face value, like it's just he's just a really nice guy. So like when I saw that he got fired, I'm like, that was 2008, man. That was that was the time of edgy jokes. They weren't good. <laughs> I'm not I'm not defending <laughs> those jokes, but I'm just saying. No, no. That, they're bad jokes. And and if you really wanted to fire him, I think you can fire someone, you know, for some like that's your choice. You're the company. If you want someone not to represent you. I mean, you look, anymore, I'm not I'm not the I'm not the police. I'm not the culture police. <laughs> you can do what you want, but it's still kind of just like it just feels like yeah. con- it feels like oh, we got to save face here. We don't want Disney associated with anything, especially when people on Twitter are are making a fuss about it. We got to do yeah. something. I was definitely I agree. It's definitely a harsh decision, you know, just to just to jump into that conclusion immediately. So it probably probably would have saved himself some time and have Guardians probably released a lot sooner than now, you know, having to wait for him to finish this movie. And I really liked it when all the actors came up and they were just like, hey, that's not cool. Remember that? Like a lot of cool Disney. Remember that? Like, you know, Dave Bautista and like everybody. (laughs) <laughs> Dave I love it. Dave Batista and everybody. <laughs> I, it's going to be funny if it just turns out it was just Dave Batista and nobody else stood up for him. But he, it's Dave uh, Batista and everybody. Well, Every I'm, single I'm, actor in Hollywood. I'm, was I'm, like, I'm finally right then. I'm, it's I'm okay. finally not. So let's let's compare these two movies. So I want to compare. Um, so you know we talked about like that uh, the Guardians, the, the Suicide Squad one is just a bad movie. Yeah, from from that standpoint, I don't think I have a lot to say about the new one. I think as far as movie making, I think it's a, a big improvement. It's a huge improvement. Yeah, it, it's a big improvement. So you can't really go like, oh, I was confused because of editing or the plot was not leading anywhere. So I think that those kind of comments, I think what I wanted to ask about you is like watching this movie, the James Gunn movie, I think there was a lot of freedom as far as like storytelling, you know, like the moving of the timeline, you know, kind of not, uh, it wasn't linear. And I also felt the cinematography was very free. Like, yes, it, di- it didn't, it didn't follow a, like a specific look. Like it really changed, like even like lenses and cameras. Like there's like the scenes with when um, Harley Quinn is captured by the, by that like dictator dude. Like, it feels like a Spanish telenovela, how, like, stuff is framed and it just looks different. Like, and every shot looked kind of different. And it, it was interesting to me. Like, I was wondering, what did you think of that? When you tell me about this, all I can think of is it looks... It looked more easy on the eyes than the mm-hmm. first, than Suicide Squad 1, which is, like, flat pancake, teal, That's orange... True darkness everywhere i couldn't tell what was going on this was like pleasant it's nice and like i don't know about like the telenovela stuff i, I don't watch that many telenovelas to oh no to it was just like that. the it like different like a different scene would have a different look you know like how the the, the how it looked how the camera was framed you know like the slow yeah, motion yeah, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was it was kind of like just free it was interesting to see that like it, it, it didn't matter nobody was like okay you know hey we got to make it consistent you know this and that it was like ah you know but it still was consistent. Like yeah, I would say overall. I liked it. it. I I liked I liked how I liked that that there weren't so many big close-ups. I think all the close-ups were done with wide wide angles most of the time. Yes. Everything yeah. was done with a short lens as they would say. 
It was nice. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. Just, it just it looks so much better than the first one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Especially yeah, the, the, the walking down the street is is really minimized in, in this oh, one. Oh so man, I think yeah, that's a big thankfully. Improvement. But even if the but the walking down the street in the new one was a little come on, was it just like referencing Guardians of the Galaxy there? I thought that was a little bit come on um, come on it, the slow mo walking <laughs> towards the camera slow mo walking yeah for the camera but you gotta you know get a team up you gotta you gotta slow mo walk walk down the for the camera. yeah so 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 the guardian <laughs> the suicide the squad the yeah the suicide squad started with um michael rooker uh did you did you because i didn't know anything about the movie so i thought michael rooker was going to be kind of like the character that we see everything through <laughs> and then that whole kind of set up that way yeah, yeah 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 the whole beginning was a totally different team with harley quinn and boomerang boy they go to the island and then they all die. Then they, they all, all get die. shot. What do you think? And, 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 brutal, and, and and then you realize it's an R-rated movie because everyone gets brutally like yeah. graphically. I was happy to have that back. You know, James Gunn. What, how many movies from James Gunn did you did you see? Uh, Guardians. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen another movie. Than me James either. Gunn. Me either. But he wrote. What did he write? He wrote he wrote a bunch of stuff. Like he he was involved in a, quite a few things in the on the writing sector. Um mm-hmm. but he actually, you know, he came from yeah, the Twitter same <laughs> He came from the I, same I heard it made a really big impact on his career. Yeah, yeah. The, the writing he did. Uh, <laughs> he um wait he was he he wrote something that I know Scooby Doo I don't know didn't he do Scooby Doo that's Scooby-Doo it Scooby Doo and Dawn of the Dead the the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead oh he wrote the Dawn of the Dead for Zack Snyder yeah that's what I was thinking of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what that's interesting yeah. I didn't know that and he was you know and he was involved in you know the trauma films you know the the guys that did the Toxic Avenger. No, I had no um, idea. Oh, well, he came that. from he came from that um, kind of school of film because there right. was like really low budget um, movies with uh, and you know like the guy who like runs trauma films. Lloyd, I think his name mm-hmm. is Lloyd. No, 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 Lloyd Kaufman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, who's that? Well, he he runs the, like trauma like films. Like they make like shocking and like kind of dark comedy. Let me look it up because I low budget like, he, movies. And he and he had a cameo in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. And um, Lloyd Kaufman was in in an episode of Angry Video Game Nerd as well. <laughs> and uh, this is, you're and, pulling some. And and Lloyd Kaufman, obviously, because his production company and distribution company is Trauma. Uh, oh, Trauma! Up, like yeah. Oh, oh um, okay. Let's have a look. They they picked up, um, uh, the movie called uh, this like. Very low budget movie called the The Middle Finger, directed by Seamus Hanley, who was a guest on our Matrix Minute. So there we go. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. I'm looking at what's the besides the Toxic Avenger. What's their like biggest? Because I'm looking at the list and I, I don't recognize any of these movies. I mean, I know there be you know kind of stuff like gross things, but um, I see Toxic Avenger has a bunch of sequels. Return to Nukem High. Class of Nukem High. (laughs) So I guess those are their biggest. Nukem. Um, Yeah. Nukem. All right. Anyway, they made shocking Uh, stuff like that, and that's where James Gunn got his start. Right. And um, so he's... uh, he's Is this the first... 
And I wanted to bring that up because of EU movie. That's what I wanted to say because it brings up the whole uh, like R rating and all the violence in in this one, which I think is perfect for the tone and the characters that we that we're with. In fact, I loved all the characters in the movie. What did you think? I think that's one of James Gunn's. For a second, I love all the the characters in the movie, and I think that the tone works with the characters and their their attitudes. Okay, and the film's style. Yeah, so let's let's do let's do let's do an official comparison of our characters. I was actually able to pair them up with like a counterpoint a counterpart from the first and the second <laughs> movie. So let's start start off with the re- reoccurring characters. We're going to skip the lady the the lady the government Joker's lady girlfriend. like who cares. Oh. So let's go to Flag versus Flag. Rick Flag versus Rick Flag from the second movie. Any improvement to Rick Flag? Do you think? I mean, we no. The girlfriend he's, he's is gone. He's just a little nicer. He's just he just understands the team better now. You know what I'm glad. You know, you know what I was thinking when I was watching the Suicide Squad. Sorry, Suicide Squad. <laughs> I was laughing because I remembered something we talked about on a podcast, a couple podcasts ago, is that my complaint that all these new movies, like 2010 and post. Everyone's got this weird like army accuracy fetish when everyone's like decked up in like tactical gear and they're carrying their assault rifles like right next to their neck with the trigger butt the trigger finger. Oh yeah, right next to their neck. I love that you actually remember that. Yeah, I know. Because because like what happened to good old, you know, Muscle men with one gun. Yeah, exactly. Gun in, yeah, everyone wears... Put the gun wears, in the pants. You're right, Tim. Everyone wears like this custom and, gu- tactical f- well-fitting... Yeah. Uh, armor, and it's just... And I, and you know what? They wear it so and, much that I don't even notice it anymore. And it's, it's, that was such a bad trope of like the 2016 squad. I was like so tired of it. All the army guys like decked up up to the... They all have like scruffy beards and they all look realistic. And I'm like... We did that. I'm tired of it. Just put the gun in your pants and you're fine. And I'm glad I'm glad Rick Flag turned from, you know, decked out army guy to a little bit of a little bit of gun in the pants. He just it's has still, a yellow still... t-shirt on. That's an improvement, you know. Just put the <laughs> yellow t-shirt on, put the gun in your pants, it's and true. we're good to go. So I think Rick Astley, um, <laughs> you know, it made him a little bit <laughs> cooler. Less less <laughs> of like I guess he has some kind of role. So let's let's move on to the second. Yeah, he just he uh, just reoccur. he just turned out to like understand the team better. You know, yeah. he he understands who these guys yes. are. He's not such a stick up the ass kind of man that he was. Yeah, before. his role is a little bit more defined, and instead of like in the first one, where he's just like sure, just have Rick there for exposition to tell about Katana. All right, so let's move on to the second reoccurring character. Harley Quinn. So Harley Quinn versus Harley Quinn. Um, obviously a lot less sexualized, which was a good thing. But there's no yeah. butts. There's no butts. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> no, no. Like what <laughs> yeah. I what, what no. I meant was that in the first one, you know that you know hot topic, right? You know hot topic. Yeah, yeah. Look, that that outfit was like as sexualized and horrible it is, and it's like eye candy for people watching that movie. That stupid outfit was like the Halloween costume for the next three years. So yeah, it was. They were they were successful with that in, in their horrid ways. But. I mean, like this is what all the teenage like the Harley Quinn in the first movie is just like what all teen like fourteen year old 
emo kids. Dude. I don't want to say emo kids. That's so 2008, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, so that's what yeah. they write in their fan fictions, you know. But no, but it's, she was. But that was, she was so braver than that him. Stupid design was so successful. A month ago, my sister was visiting, and one of her daughters, I think she's like twelve or thirteen, she had a T-shirt on. Just an, it was like a long sleeve shirt, and it was wrecking my brain that that shirt looked familiar. And I was like, "What the hell is this?" And then all of a sudden, it dawned on me: it's the Harley Quinn shirt from this movie. It didn't no. say. It had a different tagline. It said something like, I'm not your problem or something like that. But it was the red sleeves with that font and everything. And I was like, whoa. I was like, this is still, this is still like being influenced. Like, and she just probably bought it in normal I don't believe store. this. I hate this. But anyway. So, they made so a Harley, killing with it. But I just, it's just, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know exactly that, like, I know that connection. I understand that fascination when you're that age i understand yeah. it no but she had and no idea what it was i told hell. her and she was like what what the hell is oh. harley quinn i showed okay. her a picture and she was like what this is what i'm wearing i'm like that's hilarious it's like yeah <laughs> okay she's a kid she, the 2016 is like years ago to her. Like, I, 2016 I is gonna be eight years in a couple of months man do you understand this i don't no, think it's sorry six eight. years yeah that's not how math works six years ago tim tim Six years, old, six years before to a twelve-year-old is like ancient times. It's I know, like, I, you know, know I know, medieval I, times. I understand, I understand, but I don't, I don't mean her specifically. I mean like, yeah, just I know, I know, people I know. of that age group at the time. That's the kind of stuff they would eat up so much, and they did. Here's the thing: Harley versus Harley. Now, and I made the joke, you know, like Joker's girlfriend. She has no special abilities. I was looking at a list of DCU movies, and I realized there's one I didn't see. Which is heavily featured as Harley Quinn is the Birds of Prey. Did you Birds watch of, that Birds movie? of Prey? No, I haven't. I, just... I have not either. So, uh, dear I mean, audience, look, tell us. Yeah, tell I us. I mean, if Frank's going to actually... tell you. He's going to. He's going to tell you all about it. Yeah, <laughs> Frank. So, listen. Is she utilized um, in that movie? Because I, I like. I like Harley. I liked her in a. In, you know, in the in the where in she the was animated created one, in yeah. the animated. I feel like in both of these movies. I feel like she's like the, the Margaret Robbie is playing her great. She looks right, but I feel like she's completely underutilized as far as what that character is and how she's portrayed, like how well, she's I'm, used in, in the plot of the movie. The first one is obviously absolutely terrible. The second one, there's some improvement as far as like what she can do and how she affects the plot, but I still yeah, feel but, like she's just there for like because she's popular. Like, Okay, we put that in. Yes, she's there because she's popular. But at least in the new yes. one, what happened is that she gets... Why did she get rescued? I forgot, actually. It doesn't matter. But the the point is that, okay, you know, like... the Okay, so as far as the second movie, when she is courted by that dictator and then she realizes the red flag because of experience with the Joker, because, you know, Harley Quinn as a character is someone who's mentally abused... And, you know, she is the way because of an abusive relationship. I loved loved that speech because I don't know if it was done on purpose or not, but it made, you could really tell that she's crazy. She's a crazy person. (laughs) You know what I mean? But no, but like that, I think that like using her character and using her background, she affected the plot and it affected a plot in an unforeseen way. You know, here's the bad, bad, bad guy and he gets shot because of, you know, of who she is. Like, it made sense, that yeah, scene. But everything afterwards, with her and the spear, you can replace that I, with anyone. Yeah, but, but like, I found it very funny. 
I mean, it's it's a good plot point. I'm just saying, like, you could replace that with any character, and of it course. wouldn't make a difference. I mean, it's, like, it, Idris like, Elba could have just had the spear this entire yeah. time, and he could be like, "This is my purpose." Like, it, it's not really tied with her. So I'm I'm wondering, but, like, if the, the problem is that she shouldn't really be in this. <laughs> she didn't shouldn't be in Suicide Squad. At the, yeah, to begin with, you know, like. But here's the thing, like, okay, so I think it's a difference between, and even though this movie is a lot more freer, it's 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 less trying to be grounded in reality as the first one. But I feel like Harley Quinn as a character, where she was created in an animated series, I think in the animated series, there's a little bit more freedom as far as reality and like just, you know. Well, that's it, because it, she's with it, the Joker it, a lot, you know. But also like in if in, she doesn't, in, in the, the cartoon. In the, in the cartoon, which is ironic that you see it's more grounded in reality. Um, no, no, no. But by my point, what I was trying to say is like if in a cartoon – Harley Quinn comes in and hits someone with a huge mallet. It doesn't it doesn't mean she has a superpower. It doesn't mean she has extra strength. It's just she's a villain and therefore she's hitting the bad guy so she has this supernatural strength there just because it's a cartoon. It's it's a cartoon. You can you can display that. Once you put her in a movie and you give her a baseball bat and you don't and you say she has no superpowers, you're because it's a real thing you're viewing Absolutely, any sort of like power or 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 anything, it's completely gone because it's just a person with a bat. Like, there's no like if it was like a Scott Pilgrim versus the world, that's a different reality. That's a different. So yeah, somebody a different with story, yeah. somebody with a bat could punch someone; they could fly to another universe. Yeah, in this yeah. reality, you can't. So it's really like it's. It's just I don't know. It feels weird. What, what were you gonna say? Um, I think that Harley Quinn works most of the time is because she's that foil to the to the joker you know i think that that's one of the biggest reasons why she was i I haven't like that's the thing i'm looking at it in the context of the animated series because that's the only one i've seen i haven't read any harley comics or anything like that yeah but uh i think there's ways i don't know like honestly i don't know who harley quinn is since the animated batman because for me it's just been harley quinn it's her connection with the joker she's always like a hench hench woman to the joker uh, a lot and then they ha- and then when she breaks off of that she does her own thing yeah. but her own thing is se- is based on everything that she is you know as a human being a uh, crazy person um you know and then i think that the stories revolve around what she is rather than put her into a a team of people <laughs> who can you know <laughs> who are half crocodile and uh, spout fire <laughs> out of their arms and have to take down a god yeah you know so I, you know I, I like it would be interesting that. if if for some like if for some reason we didn't have rick flag but for some reason harley quinn was given the leadership to this group of like at least she has given a purpose you know she's not you know um, what i mean if she yeah. was like okay you're the leader of these supernatural like that would be a funny situation for a crazy person to be you know yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. would that would make an interesting story Instead of her being just part of this supernatural group okay. without having any, yeah. anyway. I mean, point is she's she's in there because she's popular. And yeah, we can and, do that. and she's great. Also, but she's, I wish... she's pretty funny in this movie. I, I like the. Yeah, yeah. I you know I always like when there's like a continuing kind of trope in a sequel where some mm-hmm. character does something and it's just it's only in that movie. And for Harley, it was forgetting everyone's names all the time, and it was it was fantastic. I love that. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the next one. But, so you, but I, think, I think I know what you mean with, uh, with, with when, she, <laughs> when she shoots up all those guards like Commando. 
at the end. Is that what you're talking about? What do you mean? When you know when she escapes from the from the prison cell. Oh, I I, I was really just talking about her killing that guy. I, I really uh, like that. You know, that was really you know reflected of her of her character. Like I mean, like it's cool. Like she shot up all those people with the fl- seeing flowers. Cause she was angry. Like I mean, that's I okay. I, just, I thought that was a bit corny. That was a bit corny. What can you do? Because she okay. didn't have any ninja training. She needs I mean, ninja you know, training, Tim. <laughs> she needs ninja training. She she knows how to like. And the, remember in the first movie, she's like made like her bed, and she's like doing the fly art, like like hanging off of drapes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, they all had so armor she, too. Honestly, like, ah, never mind. Forget it. Uh, this is this is forget. The, it. These are we're details. not experts on on. We didn't watch Birds of Prey, so let us know if if she's used in Birds of Prey. Interesting. Okay, so let's move on to. Idris Elba versus Will Smith. So obviously Will Smith <laughs> didn't come back for the second one, and Idris Elba didn't want to play Deadshot or whatever the hell his yeah, name is. I think his was. name is Deadshot. So he plays Bloodsport, which is basically the same thing. Oh, except... mate, it's me, Bloodsport. Uh, I love him. He's uh, great. I like Idris Elba. He's like so much better. He, I he think. makes it real. You know, he makes it real. You know what I think it is? And I was watching this. I think the main difference for me personally, what I noticed, was Will Smith tries to make Deadshot cool while Idris Elba is just cool. Yeah. And he tries to downplay himself. Because he's Luther, you know? Yeah. Idris Elba is Luther. He just has to show up and that's it. And just use his voice. And he doesn't, like, he was downplaying. And he just has to be like, oi, mate. And it's like, okay. Yeah. He wasn't like, oh, look at me. I can do this. And, oh, man, I'm... Um, you know, that's an important factor when Bad you have boy. when you have screen presence. You know, if you if you yeah. know you have screen presence, you can do a lot. I think I think Will Smith really trying to make Deadshot happen. And that's the funny. Know. That's the funniest thing. Will Smith does have presence. He has screen presence, but like he does. Uh, but I don't know what Deadshot was. I don't. I don't. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what that was? So okay, so let's move on to Suicide Squad. Let's move on to the second one. Shark versus Croc. Ugh, don't make me choose. Okay, no, okay. So I love Killer Croc in the animated movie. Uh, uh, pff, uh-huh. Series, animated series. I love Killer Croc. I love all the monsters. You know, that's me. I just love the monsters. Okay. Uh, Killer Croc was one of my favorite characters in the animated. And to see him in 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 the old movie, in the mm-hmm. Suicide Squad movie, I was very disappointed because he's just... He's awful. He has a huge head. He doesn't look intimidating. <laughs> and he's played. He wasn't I- that bad of a character. He just looked terrible. He just looked so bad. Hey, hey, hey! Suicide Squad is an Academy Award winner for makeup. There you go. I mean, just it design is just garbage. He's just like yeah. a dude. But I don't know. Whatever. A shark. What do you think of Shark Man? Uh, for, at, at, first, at first, at uh, first, uh, King Shark. I think at first, I, I was like, oh, this is. I am Groot again, you know. Uh, I am Groot mixed with uh, what's his face, uh, Batista's characters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Drax, Dra- Drax, and I am Groot together. So I was like, oh, James Gunn, try something, try something else. And you know what? To be fair, it was it's a different character. So I I really liked him. I really liked King Shark. I liked him a lot. I really liked Shark CGI. I think, dude. Let me talk to you really about CGI. Let him- <laughs> okay talk to me about cgi okay tim tim so i've been no- everyone listening so i've been noticing the first time i think i've noticed something with with cgi compositing was when the mandalorian came out the first season mm-hmm. that was what 2019 and then i, I so looked two years and, I, and i watched it in 4k and i realized something the shots are crisper 
And I, and I thought to myself, are they finally rendering in 4K? Mm. I are think they? they are. Because I'm looking at King Shark. I watched him in 4K. Mwah! It looks crisp. And I think King Shark looked good. I think 4K rendering does make a difference. Because, like, you know, we talked about this on our podcast before, where when they would uh, render the shots, it would usually be 2K, and they would upscale it to match the 4K yes, yes, footage yes, yes. From, uh, from, the, from the original film. And, and it looks muddy. muddy. And, and muddy it puddle. looks muddy, but you don't notice it because you have no reference point. But I'm look, I saw Mandalorian. I saw this. There's something going on, man. I think there's some higher resolution that they're rendering it on because I can see that it looks so much better. They, they bought all those. It's crisper. They bought all those NVIDIA cards. That's why there's a shortage. That's why they can render in, <laughs> oh, in 4K. Well, it's better put to that use than it is put to the crypto people who are just... just <laughs> Bitcoin mining. Bitcoin but, mining. Um, so, but I, I would say, like, I, I meant it as more as Shark. I really like the design. I think they really did a good in-between cartoony yet looking like references oh, to yeah. a real shark. Real shark, yeah. And, refer- and also, white. like, as far as rendering, like, he feel he felt really right in that world. I was really, that was really cool. Uh, I like how it, they man. managed to get no. that design. It's good, dude. All I right. was looking, I was even looking at some of the rats, like the rat that was um, with, uh, what's her name? Rat oh, Catcher yeah, yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I, I just was thinking to myself, look, man, the CG looks so good. The only thing that is now the problem is animation. That's the only thing that's, that's missing to make it 100%. Yeah. Don't you agree? Because like there's animation now, I talked about this with Jake like six years ago on our old podcast. I was just like, human, uh, the human uh, experience, the human error is now mm. the only thing missing between yeah. making it look real and not, I think. I mean, if you even look at, you know, all the garbage uh, bringing back to life Star Wars stuff, as soon as you look at a still image, Looks all good. Yeah, graphics yeah, looks great. Yeah. It's it's all matching. As soon as they move for two seconds, it's all reality is broken. So yeah, I love King Shark, but like as a as a as a character, I love King Shark. I just don't know. I just my heart bleeds for 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 monsters that are stupid and they just want friends. You know. <laughs> all right, so let's move on to this uh, second uh, the the other com- well one more comparison. So I pair these two up because they share. Ri- reluctancy to talk about their past reluctancy to use oh. <laughs> their power and their power is oh so Project much more powerful than everyone else so we got polka dot man versus diablo uh they're both actually pretty good you know diablo is the only good like yeah. not not good but like the only character you can be like oh I, I see what they're doing with this guy you know yeah obviously polka dot is is funnier because yeah. he's, he's meant to be more funnier uh, and, and more tragic as well. But they're both tragic characters. Um, yeah, Polka I Dot, think man. Polka Dot was pretty good. I like the effects, both Fireman and Polka Dot Man. Yeah. Hilarious I jokes. Sees his mom all the time. Exactly. All right. <laughs> let's let's move on to another one. So this one, this one's the other pairing that worked. So Katana versus Rat King 2. <laughs> Katana. Nothing. Katana sucks. Katana so, sucks. There's, there's nothing to Katana. Let's just, it was the same. Yeah. It was the same actress who played uh, Mako in uh, Pacific oh, Rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how I recognize her. So let's talk about Rat King because Katana is like just yeah. You know, so we know Rat, Rat Katana Catcher, tr- captures souls in the sword. Yeah, that's we it. All know that. Katana. <laughs> she captures. By the way, the the helicopter was wasn't the helicopter leaving and she just jumped on it, like they didn't yep. wait for her. 
Nope. They spent too much time on the back. Like the, you know, what's her face? Harley Quinn had like the longest intro. So they just like, well, we can't give more time. You know, and Harley Quinn took all the time. So Katana just, you know, gets a, gets a little intro from, from Rick Flagg. This is good. Katana. She's got my back. That's it. Great. So Ratcatcher 2, lovely character. I didn't expect someone from this. Funny enough, I just didn't expect someone who's in prison to have so much kindness in the movie. And she really... That's what happens when Taika Waititi is your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like when that happened, I was like, I knew Taika Waititi was in the movie. Oh, you did? I didn't Because know. I saw I the credits. Like, yeah, I was looking at the credits, oh, right? Oh, okay. And then when I was it just ca- looking when, at it. it when like, it popped up, this? I was like, uh, that's it. My immersion is ruined. <laughs> it is. Exactly. It's Taika Waititi with hair. With hilarious Afro hair. It, it was it was like, you know, like an SNL sco- sketch look. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what that was. But at the end, uh, there was another flashback where they're on top of like a... A building, and that was nice. That was yeah. cute. I was. It was a nice. That was better. That was better because we uh, got used to Taika Waititi with his stupid electroshocked hair. Um, and I yeah, don't her, know. She she controls rats, it? and it's actually pretty cool. I think, and I love that. Yeah. Um, uh, Bloodsport had you know he had an Indiana Jones like phobia for rats, and that was a good. That's and true. See, That's these good. things these things work out so well because every little character has like a little. A little, I don't want to say arc, but they have a little story that you can follow, yeah. and something, and it and, and it pays off at the end. You know, there's there's reasons for them, and uh, you know, this is very much like I think James Gunn's strength is writing characters, like giving right. them giving them likability, and you know, uh, yeah. So last, uh, before we the rat catcher two, I was only confused by the part of like the whole like she's sleeping a lot and she's I like in the that. Vanilla. That was weird. Oh, the, the, like, millennial, that the, like, the millennial jokes I didn't like those, but I that would I, felt like boomer jokes trying to make yeah, <laughs> trying yeah. to make like modern jokes, but just that felt through. James no, Gunn that, that is a bit was, too old maybe for that. He's, maybe he's, like, maybe, but I like that. I like that she was always sleeping. That seems like these little ticks and traits. I like I I don't know. Just if you you give each character enough time, you know, I don't know. Like it's it it works out. Movies are hard to analyze. I think <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, well, no, they're easy to analyze. They're hard to make. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know. Like for me, it's it's all about the feeling. I'm always about. Oops. Oh, there he goes. The, yeah, this, my mom's pills. Sorry. Um, okay, <laughs> this is a recurring theme <laughs> in this podcast. Was it last time too? <laughs> yep. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I, and the, the only last two one. people. The thing is that these were all good pairings because they had a counterpo- counterpart, but um, the last one has no counterpart because they're not related at all. But there's the only two characters from the two movies that are left. So we got Captain Boomerang versus John Cena. It's just John Cena. It's just John Cena in a suit. John Cena! Um, yeah, Boomerang is funny. John Cena is funny. I don't know. John Cena's hilarious. I, mean, I think his deadpan, like his responses and the way that he he says something is so good. I laugh yeah. every time he says something because I relate to that because I know I had a few friends who were like that. They made jokes just like that. You know, they just made responses like that. Yeah. Uh, it made me laugh every single time. It reminds me of a lot of people I know from my just life, like people who like their dad will tell them something when they're age of 12 and they will just take that to their grave. They will say that as the holy truth. They will will like not question it whenever they'll just go like, this is the truth. And I will kill people because of, I believe in this and I will never question it. Okay. 
yeah, yeah. And I will never, you know, make jokes. This is just how it is. And this is who I am. I wear the stupid helmet on my head and I will, I will do this. And it's no, just, yeah. That's great. He's an insane person. He's a, he's a bad guy. That's why he's in prison. But the funny thing is that the, when he and, um, and Blitzkrieg. He's like, I did nothing wrong. I did basically all my life. You, you misunderstand me. I did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he says, I did nothing wrong. Yeah, this is, this is all. This is it's so funny. I mean, if Jacob's listening to this, he should probably watch the Suicide Squad. I don't know. I think. I think he. I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's funny. I don't know. <laughs> I liked. I think. I think John Cena's Peacemaker in the movie. I think he wraps the movie very, very nicely, in my opinion. I think without him in the film, I don't know. It just feels like there's a there's a piece missing there. It's just so funny. Yeah. So, um, before I ask you. The final question. He's a double then, agent. Double agent. No, he's not a double, double agent. agent. He's actually not. No. He's actually exactly who he is, and that's what's so funny about it. I mean, At that's what end. he's told. He's not yeah. a double he does He's not doing this for his own good. He was basically told to do this. The, the, the old lady is a double agent or whatever. She can't be a double agent. She's, 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 she's dealing on many levels. She's making sure. He's covering, she's covering all her Yeah, exits. but Bruce Wayne has got her covered. Remember? At the end. Did you watch the post credits for the first Suicide Squad? No, no, oh. no, no. There's a post. There's a there's a post. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Credits yeah, yeah. for the first. Bruce, no, Bruce Wayne. It? Ben Affleck. Bruce Wayne is sitting there in the same dining room. You know, the restaurant uh-huh. with with Amanda Waller, and he's like, "Okay, I'll cover everything up. I'll cover up the entire incident if you give me the files." Really? And she's like, "Okay, here's the files." And he go- and she gives him the files, and he opens them. It's the files for the the Justice League, and he goes, "Next time, if anything like this happens, I'll call some of my friends." Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's the setting it's good, up. right? There's yeah. no. Aren't you excited? There's no the, DCU garbage in this movie. The only mention is that uh, Idris, Idris Elba put the put Superman with a bullet in 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 the yeah, ICU. Yeah, that's yeah, the only yeah, mention. Yeah. Do you feel that like was that good. was I was good? happy for that? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping for. Yeah, I felt the shivers on Batman. Yeah, I say I was. <laughs> yeah, Batman. He just shows up. It's so funny. Batman um, shows up. But isn't he gone? Has it been? You know what? I, not uh, doing Batman anymore. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I don't think the DCEU has any legs anymore because I don't feel like Zack Snyder said that he's gonna do anything with that continuity. And I feel like the only reason it's continuing is because they just have some movies left to do. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I feel like there's a market for it because there's clearly a lot of fans who want to see more. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of DC fans. But it know? seems like I Warner Brothers doesn't want to do it. But there's kind of like in between. At least they're not Disney. Disney's uh, ruthless. ruthless they'll they'll make it make it all okay so um i want to talk so here's here's i want to say about the suicide squad i felt like it was better improvement i mean a big improvement i think it was a good movie but i think there's a few things i think there's a few things for me personally that stop it from making it a great movie um just for me personally i felt like um the second act kind of dragged for me. I think it's, I would say the second act is after they kill that, um, the whole village of those freedom fighters. Yeah. And then they get, oh, and then they get the, the lady, the, the, the freedom fighter leader woman. Remember? Yes. She's the exact same character. This is the exact same actress. And she looks exactly the same as the sniper woman from Predators. Have you seen Predators? The 2020? No, I didn't see Predators. Robert no. Rodriguez. Ah. Oh. It's the exact same character. So funny. Okay. She looks exactly and, uh, the same. Up until they get to the secret facility with the uh, with, with with the with the with the bad guy 
with the starfish in there. <sighs> I feel like that kind of dragged down with the whole scene at the bar because it didn't kind of lead anywhere and they're just kind of walking and they're doing things. Yeah, and they're just like, having a good it's time. Very, first, it's, it's very just linear, taking a long time. And I feel like, you know, it starts off really good of like killing the, you know, B squad with a couple of heroes from the previous movie, which kind of puts you in, in a sense of like, oh, no one's safe. So therefore... You know, you're kind of worrying about your yeah, characters, I mean, like, who's going to die. But then they don't do anything mm. with that until the end. So it kind of diminishes. That that feeling diminishes. You're like, oh, okay, no, they're not going to kill any of these characters. These are all sacred. So it's I'm like the second act, I would say, if they make another movie, maybe maybe think about the second act. Uh, <laughs> there's a, a little bit of improvement there. Um, and as far as like good stuff. It's funny still, you mentioned the second act because I. I'm trying to remember all the events that happened. All I can think of, ironically, is all the Harley Quinn stuff when she's like... Yeah, that's also second act, I would say. Yeah. Like when they're rescuing her and they're setting up But everyone else, I don't remember what everyone else was doing. Peter Capaldi, he's like talking stuff. <laughs> Not much going on there. Um, I would say um, I really liked like the light color scheme and I liked, you know, they have really specific power sets that you understood and... I like the creative Big Bad. It wasn't a lightning beam, you know? Yeah, it was a giant starfish. A giant starfish and it had a color and you understand how it functioned and how it moved. Like, it, it was very enjoyable, you know, like watching it. It didn't feel like the, you Wait, know, Snyder. I know why I have this spear. <laughs> do, 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 yeah. I, I thought that was so funny. Um, But, and you can, you, can, you can talk about the Suicide Squad, but I want to ask you, it's my last question. Best kill. And the Suicide Squad. Oh. In your opinion. It's in the trailer, unfortunately. Okay. Which one is it? It's the one where the shark rips this guy in half. Big fan of the rip in, in half? Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of blood. No, I like the <laughs> No, it was slow motion and I don't I don't I can't yeah. remember a time where it could There's I lightning saw those as well. Games. Lightning and it's daytime. It was great. Yeah. And it was a shark man ripping a dude in half and uh it was glorious. It's good times. What do you what my about favorite, you? My favorite best kill is um when they're killing the innocent uh freedom fighters and yeah. um that was a good moment. Peacemaker just walking past <laughs> a man sleeping and just repeatedly stabs him nonchalantly yes. Yes. about five times. It's, I just burst out laughing. That was and there's this really satisfying sound to it it's just so bad it's just so weird like oh that was that i was, like that that's that, 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 that's realistic that that's that that's something i think that was horrible that was amazing yeah 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 yeah. okay i also liked you know it's funny like when remember that cgi moment where uh blood sport i always say that with the accent blood sport <laughs> <laughs> the idris elba accent blood sport blood sport uh when he go when he jump when he lands onto the platform where Peacemaker was about to kill um, Ratcatcher 2. <laughs> was it set up that you think he's going to land on him? Was was that the oh, setup? He, oh, was that? Because like, I was always thinking, well, I, because, you know, Ratcatcher had this bond with uh, with uh, Sylvester Stallone shark. And, uh-huh. and I thought that the shark was going to come back, come and just eat him. Oh, That's okay, what the I shark thought. is going to save yeah. Ratcatcher. But yeah, that that too. Uh, but when he came in, they both shot at each other because mm-hmm. they had that rivalry in the movie. I, I like yes. this is what happens when you just make it 
hard to explain, but you make it right, and it feels great when you see both of them, and they're like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna shoot each other, aren't we? Yeah, we are gonna shoot each other, and then they yeah, shoot. it's like set up and payoff. You yeah, know? yeah, set and, it up. like and, there's a and the setup original where, movie, yeah. In the original movie, there's lots of setup of, you know, uh, Boomerang guy, like, having this weird stuffed animal oh, uh, pony and it, fetish. And it goes nowhere. It goes nowhere. There's this whole setup of um, Joker trying to save Farley. It goes nowhere. Eh. Rick eh. Ricky Baker is, is, is Ricky a lover Baker. Of, Ricky Baker. of the lady. No effect whatsoever. <laughs> you know, but here, like, yeah. So it's satisfying when you know about something and then when it's referenced again and it influences the plot, you're oh, like, Stop Aha. making it so clinical, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> stop making it so scientific. I'm ruining it's, the magic. But it's, 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 that's well, what it is. It's magic. It's magic. But, like, then they shoot each other and then the, the bullet, the two bullets, the CG bullets. Uh, yep. I, I, One goes in the other. I liked it. I liked it. It was a fun moment. It was great. I was like, oh, he remembered when it was like the small hole, you know, the smaller bullets. Oh, it's great. A small hole, indeed. Yeah. There it is. Um, it's a comparison between the two Suicide Squads is mm-hmm. we live in a world where you can watch one Suicide Squad and you can watch the other one and you can tell someone, so Charlie, Charlie, come here, Charlie. Do you want to know how a movie looks like when a studio wants everything in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can watch Suicide Squad. Do you want to know what happens when a director can make his film and uh, have much more creative control and just do the film? Well, you can watch The Suicide Squad. Charlie, now you can see the dichotomy. Now you can and see schools, the difference. In the universities. Yes. They will study. That's, they that's will what dissect. it feels like. That's what it feels like to me. It, it, it really, like, when I finished watching both movies, I was like, wow, you can really see, like, let a man make a film, you know? <laughs> let, let, him, let him do his movie. Let him fail. Let him try. Stop battling. <laughs> let him fail. Let him try. Pull the strings, you say. <laughs> but I say, don't pull the strings. I don't know. Tim, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I I think so. I think, I think that's how it feels like to me. Because it really felt like the new one came from someone telling a story and the old one came from people being confused and scared and wanting to bring something up because Guardians of the Galaxy came out and we need to make a new <laughs> like, and in the end they succeeded they were like make it more like James Gunn and then they're like well, why don't we just get James Gunn yeah we, oh, we put him in here yes. and then we and, he do it and he do but like James Gunn <laughs> it felt like I really felt James Gunn putting in a lot of emotion into this movie, it was fueled by him getting, you know, like humiliated and you know, like cast out of the of the Disney Kingdom. <laughs> just, Doesn't it feel like that too? It feels like see. it feels like that. Can... <laughs> cast out, despite cast out by driven by away Mickey. like an animal into the DCU. I send a few tweets, and this is what happens ten years ago. Do you know what happened ten years ago? Piranha 3D. Piranha 3D. No one remembers that film. Ha! Why? Because it was too it. long. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. No, I, I like I like Piranha 3D. No, is it Piranha 3D? The new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Piranha. Whatever. But you see what I mean? It's though. terrible. But, yeah. But you see what I mean about the about like it that it felt organic and the other one didn't. So. And That's also, I, do, I agree on that part. But I also feel like it really felt like James Gunn really wanted to get a good movie for them because he was so happy to be able to, you know, he was. It feels like he was motivated from 
from that experience? Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that from our perspective. I felt like it was more like, Hey, I can do whatever I want. So I'm just going to do whatever I want. If, you know, I think they give him free reign and say, you know, you do your movie and he just, he just did it, you know? Because like, uh, cause I'm just thinking like for better or are, worse, he did it, you know? Okay. Okay. Because like, I always feel like movies are hard work and it feels like you, your best work. Oh, they are. Your best work happens when you have some sort of motivation behind it you know and then you 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 do the work you really wanted to make it look good. not look good but like be a good story you know or a you know a story that is satisfying and that's hard really hard and i feel like i feel like he did that never mind i'm these are just this is me speculating no, why why, why, why are you stopping why why do you feel like you need to backtrack i don't know i don't know because i'm yeah, always I'm not, I'm I, not. I think people know already on this podcast that when I'm talking, I'm thinking at the same time, and I'm trying to think of what I said before what I'm talking. Because yeah, but, but but also, if somebody disagrees with you, that doesn't mean you're wrong, you know? That's true. That's a good, that's a good thing to say. Uh, you know, so it's okay. You can, you can express your opinion yeah, so what I, you think. So my that's opinion good. is just that I feel like there was motivation behind it, and I think that it paid off because he really, because it feels like he focused and went to work and tried to make the best Suicide Squad he could. I think he did. I think it was a major improvement and an enjoyable film. Yeah. I wish they would name it something else. Instead of oh, I hated Squad. that. I hated the title. Why didn't they just call it 2? Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. And it's perfect because it's another Suicide Squad. There's no The Suicide Squad. They could have called know? it another Suicide Squad. This isn't the Guardians of the Galaxy. You're not watching them form and then become this team. It's a, it's a Suicide Squad. They die, half of them. We, we, there is no The Suicide Squad. It's just a bunch of Suicide Squads. <laughs> you know? So there's yeah. no point of calling it The Suicide Squad. Just call it Suicide Squad 2. Yep. That's it. Perfect. Perfect. Put a number. Perfect. Put a number it. in it. Yeah. Uh, ugh, excuse me. Suicide well, Squad twofold. <laughs> I drank all my fizzy drink. I drank all my fizzy drink. I think it's, I think it's time to end. It's I time to end. I think this is it. Well, there we go. There so now is. what, Tim? What now? What do we do? Uh, we wait another two weeks, and then and then we do another one of these. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else to talk about? Not really. I'm done. I'm I'm sweating like a pig. Pigs don't sweat. Okay. Like the horses do, though. Horses sweat, which is interesting. Dogs don't sweat. No, they do not sweat. They, they sweat out of their tongues. That's why. Can you imagine dogs sweating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stinky. Very stinky. They run okay. around. Chasing squirrels. All right, that's it. We're done. We're done. Well, this is it. Uh, Johnny is gesturing, uh, rude gestures at us. Rude, rude, very juicy. Okay, Johnny. Yep, I'm going to get the apples. He needs a smoke break. We understand. I'm going to get the apples. Why apples? Get the apples. All right, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, We love you. I love you too. (laughs) 